trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 549. I'm Adam and sexy. Here's Debbie Melrose. Did you wish really hard? Sorry, I was going to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> ben Shoveler. This will be interesting. Um, <laughs> run! Yes, that was perfect. Yeah, that was there. Oh, sorry, I set, I set <laughs> off the triple. Because I, I got so I'm excited. Doing what we're doing. Sorry. It's all right. So, it just got nicely off to sleep then. Mary Blitzlang. Do fish have fingers? <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Uh, Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Just admiring your Time Lord Distress Signal collection. There's only one left. No, that's not. Oh, that's I've done well there. I've managed to yeah, remember that's... everybody. It's quite astounding. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! It's funny, when, when you say that and everybody says it at the, the same time, everyone sounds like they're saying year. Sorry, Ben, didn't mean to interrupt there. You did interrupt me and talked all over me, and we all know that when I talk, you should all listen. Hmm. I think my triple, <laughs> my triple likes Ben's dulcet tones. Happy new podcast, everybody! Yes. All right, you can shut up now. Your triple's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's, you, what's you with this triple? Yeah, that's you got right. him for Christmas. He's showing him off. Yeah, but it doesn't. Well, like... I don't watch. The, oh, oh, it's Kirby's talking. Doesn't doesn't like Kirby's oh. voice. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh, I, I remember Magic didn't particularly like. I'll have to put the earplugs back. Hang on. I've shown you that I, way back 35 years ago, I was cosplaying as a original Klingon. Mm. Yeah, no wonder then. I've just put the earplugs back in his wherever his ears are. I presume it's a his. It's, I think they're sort of his he, uh, sort of um, gender fluid, shall we say? So but any pronoun will do. Oh, don't be going on about that. I'm gonna have to stop doing oh, this podcast. No, you're gonna no. go about gender fluid in books like that. But, Anyway, did you see what I got for Christmas? That I got it late last night. You're a Build-A-Bear. Yeah, I yeah. love it. No, oh, <laughs> I've um, done a lot of upgrades to my uh, Shedio uh, since we've last been on. I thought you were going to say upgrades to your Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he, now, he now comes with chainsaw hands. And <laughs> no. Uh, to my schedule, so um, I've now actually got many things which I could implement into the podcast at a moment's notice, and you'd be all like, "What's that trickery and wizardry Ben's doing?" And yeah, so just watch out. There may be things that happen that haven't happened before. I dread to think. Right then, oh, um, Lillian Robin says, "Have you seen my Christmas stockings?" Oh, sorry, that was the wrong. I got the wrong way around. Um, no. Started. Yeah. No, it's hello. Sorry, I misread that. Hello. Uh, Terry Miles, evening, Adam and Co. Uh, Lillian Robin says, please approve my friend Rob Timek for the group. Uh, I don't know. I didn't realise that Rob had actually applied to be in the group. And then I'm trying to get him to listen. OK. Um, if I notice any things that I've missed in regards to people wanting to get into the group, uh, I haven't refused anyone. Anybody refuse Rob in entry to the group at no. all? No, no, no I haven't even seen him show up as a request. Mm. No. Okay. I mean, well, if, well, you, if you're trying to get him to listen, now yeah. would be a good time. Cause yes, because we... Ben's on. 
Yeah, because we're talking and stuff. Yes, yes. So this week, Doctor's The Doctor's Wife, uh, which I haven't actually seen since it was last on. I just have um, memories of it. It begins with, uh, and we're going to do this quite slickly, aren't we, Kirby, with some sort of dark... No interruptions. (laughs) Dark scenes uh, within a, um, a weird alien sort of hodgepodge place uh, where a lady who looks a little bit like that woman who was in Coronation Street and stuff um, Was is, she? Is yes! Saran Jones. She was also um, the Mona Lisa in Sarah Jane Adventures uh, and other stuff. Um, yeah, so she's, she's um, being she led, led somewhere. Yes, Doc, Oh, Dr. Foster, that's it. Forgot about yeah. her. Award-winning Dr. Foster. Being, anyway, she's being led by uh, an Ood and a couple of other weird characters into this sort of what looks like she's going to be beamed up. Uh, but and her name's Astrid. We've got a name. It's called Astrid. Anyway, she's um, some, something's done to her. And she goes... And then uh, we moved to the next scene to the TARDIS where the Doctor is sort of wandering around being all very pleased with himself. Uh, and Amy and Rory are sort of, oh, we really must tell him about what we know about him going to die in how many years' time, what it was going to be. Um, and then um, something's outside the TARDIS, and it's a spinny white square thingy, whatchamacallit. Straight out of the uh, second doctor. Yay! Anyway, it's a Time Lord texty, messagey thing, uh, and the doctor gets really That's excited. Mail. I like, I, that was almost going to be one of my. Uh... <laughs> you got yeah. mail. Yeah, I've got mail. That's it, yeah. Um, he gets all excited because he thinks, ah, another Time Lord. That means there are Time Lords around. And um, uh, they decide to go out of space and time to follow the source of the message. So it appears to be a sort of distress call, really, doesn't it? Are From... we in these spaces? Well, it is a distress call. That was established with the end of War Games. Yeah, so me saying it appears to be a distress call would have... Oh, now you've upset the Tribble Adam, again. Adam, are we in e-space again, basically? I think bit? that's the void in between, isn't it? I don't know. Sorry. The, the, every time it hears my voice, says, I'll, I'll, I'll just put the earplugs back in properly this time. Yeah, don't worry, Kirby's nowhere near you. I'm sure. sure. Um, I'll, I'll put it over there. Um, yeah, so after they decide to go out the space of time to follow the source of the, the um, message, um, Idris... I called her something else earlier on. Idris sort of wakes up and puffs out a load of uh, Artron energy for a hand and stuff and gets all excited. And then it's a title sequence. Sorry, Deb, did you say something? You called her Astrid. I did. Well, that's because I was thinking of Kylie. Shall we play some Kylie songs? No. Yes. <laughs> oh, you said we no last time, lucky. Kirby. Thank you much. I said yes, but last time we did it, we did it for half an hour and everybody got weirded out. <laughs> it was fun, though. I was listening to that show back. It was one of our best. <laughs> it's really funny because I was really enjoying listening to these little um, um, Kylie addings and me and Ben were just singing along and then uh, everybody else started getting a bit cross about it and that made made it very very good fun to listen to <laughs> I think we should Which just take it I slow said don't do it because of exactly how cross we got <laughs> it was fun then anyway so um, <laughs> the Doctor and crew um, arrive at this weird sort of place uh, of which i didn't really get the name of kirby wait a quarry somewhere oh i didn't look up (laughs) what quarry it was it's outside of cardiff was it west i didn't want to know that no what the actual place in the story the planet is 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 um house is house thank you that's what it is it was funny listening to you and alicia because you just 
finished watching it uh, the night before, and she called it host instead oh. of house. And then you kept going on, and you were talking to me uh, in the car park, and you were also calling him host instead of house. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Kirby, were you in the car park or was Adam in the car park? I was in the car park, but he was sort of digitally in the car park. We we used to do that we used to do that back fishy around here. a long time ago. Oh I I remember those days of getting random phone calls from Adam at eleven o'clock in the morning saying, I'm just sat outside a something. I um, didn't turn we... into bloody John Major just because I was in the car park in Shanklin, thank you very uh, I'd much. I'd like ben. to make sure that the Doctor Who podcast continues if we can, please. Right, Lillian Robin says, um, he says it's showing as a private group. That's because it is, Lillian, because we, when it was a, um, a non-private public group, uh, we used to get lots of spam and weirdos, other than us, of course, uh, trying to just... They didn't join, they just walked in and started causing havoc. So it was turned into a private group to stop people... They walked being... into our house, yeah. sat on our sofa, on yeah. our seat, and then on the bed. So I, was, <laughs> I don't know how that works. And then... Um, Lillian said, look again to see if Jolly you can God. see him. Well, what, uh, Can I do that after the show, please, Lillian? Lillian? Or get Kirby to do it. Right then. Um, I can't, my, I my don't official have secretary. administrator. I don't, you, you took me off of being able to do I'll that. I'll do it. Oh, you oh, are. I didn't know you are yes. administrator, Debbie. I've learned a new thing every day. I'm an administrator. Are you now? You're what? the only one besides <laughs> Adam now. Sorry about uh, that. Right then, can I get Back on with the show. Um, anyway, so... This 45 minutes is turning no, I know. Sorry yeah, about that, Ben. Really a pipe dream, somebody <laughs> said. <laughs> so anyway, to cut a long story short, the, the Doctor um, is yeah, all excited because he, he's found this place and he really does think he's going to see lots of Time Lords because he, he's, he's sort of feeling the Time Lord vibe. And... Um, yeah, Idris is acting very, very strange and excited and eventually bites the Doctor by way of greeting. Uh, so they sort of restrain Idris in a little... I'm, take, I'm moving this forward in a little sort of cage. And uh, moving forward to the next interesting bit. Sorry, but the, I know there might be some good bits of dialogue and talking about ouds and stuff like that and the Doctor fixing the ouds communication doodah, which then picks up all the Time Lord messages, etc., etc. But it really gets interesting. Oh, yeah, the Doctor sends Amy and Rory back into the TARDIS, which, uh, which house locks. Um, but as when... Master. He realises that Idris is the TARDIS's consciousness, which is then when the story gets really interesting. Did you say something, Kirby? Yes, this this story was originally going to be in place of the uh, the one, the Lodger. They did the Lodger instead. And uh, originally, Rory wasn't going to be in it. And the whole business of Amy finding the ring, which is at the end of the Lodger, was going to be in those scenes running around inside the TARDIS. Okay. Anyway, so um, yeah, so when um, you uh, obviously the doctor does find the, the the communication devices in a cupboard and gets very cross with <laughs> Uncle. <laughs> That's and, a good scene. Uh, that yeah. seeing all those cubes. Yeah. yeah. He gets very cross with Uncle and whoever the other woman is. What was the woman called? Auntie. Nobody knows. Yeah. Was it Auntie? Yes. Okay. That was it. That's fairly obvious, really, isn't it? Uh, and realises that they've all been sort of house has sort of made them up of bits of Time Lords. Uh, no, to us Americans, it's anti. Uh, <laughs> well, we well, shouldn't be anti it. Anti. Should be against it, though. No. It depends on what part of the country you're in, actually. Yeah. Ah. How you pronounce it. 
So, like I say, the Doctor re releases Idris, and um, uh, when the Doctor realises that House has trapped Amy and Rory inside the TARDIS and it sort of dematerialises it and starts feeding off its Artron energy, because that's what House lives on, he, feed, he eats Artron energy, so that's why Nick's Time Lords and their TARDISes and stuff like that. And um, A lot of them about, is there? Pardon? A lot of them about. Well, there was. <laughs> Obviously not anymore. Um... So, um, yeah, so basically, House has a lot of fun with uh, Amy and Ori. Amy and Ori. Amy and Rory within, Amy, the, Amy and Ori, yeah. within the corridors <laughs> of Amy the TARDIS. Rory, you know, those two that came from West Country and just ended up in TARDIS for a while. And uh, Idris, i.e., the TARDIS, and the dialogue between, and the acting dialogue between Matt Smith and, and Saran Jones, and him talking to the TARDIS and the way they. She says that um, the doctor's, well, I stole you. Well, no, I stole you, and that sort of thing. I just All that stuff, I was oh, jaw-droppingly good. Um, yeah. And, of course, yeah. it, was, well it was the TARDIS's idea to make a TARDIS out of the discarded pieces of TARDIS's, that, or the graveyard, the TARDIS graveyard that was also there. Uh, um, so while that's all happening, House is having a great deal of fun messing with Rory and Amy's minds with the corridors. There's a scene in which every time Amy runs ahead a little bit too far, the door behind will shut, leaving Rory behind. And then she finds him a few seconds later and he's been there for hours and then he's been there for years. And oh, then that's, there's a skelly bone. Before that gets. <laughs> it's just the, the sense of, of menace through that whole sequence is brilliant. Yeah. Well, except all I, could, all I could think of is, why don't you two just hold hands and stay together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That would have been, occurred to me on the third one. Or <laughs> if they could have taken, if they had have, um, if they'd have got one mitten each from Rory's jacket with a yeah. string between them, they could have just yeah. held them to one mitten each. Yeah. Yeah, it was very frustrating to watch them always running separately. Yeah, but House is House played by Michael Sheen. I wish we could see the real oh. Michael Sheen and. You see his face and everything, rather than a very deep version of his I voice. Wish he had not really been distorting his voice. I think his yeah. voice would have been. Yeah, his all. voice would have been better. Well, they did that hey, with Adam. Uh, Adam. Yeah? Adam, guess what? It's raining again. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Yes. <laughs> if you don't like people running separately, don't watch the marathons. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll have an absolute, You'll have a shocking time. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying I, they did that with um, Ian McKellen's voice. Uh, during that Christmas special we haven't seen yet. Uh, was it like mind played... running then? Did, did, it was him that played the great intelligence, wasn't it, Kirby? Ian McKellen? Who? It's an Who? actor, Ian McKellen. Yes. Thank you. Uh, sir. Sir, you. thank you. Yeah, that's right, yeah, at least somebody knows what, to, to, how to correctly address me. Um, anyway, so I love the little... Yeah, yeah but not, not politely on the way <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> it's a children's show. Oh, God, um, he wants to listen now. Now, how am I going to add this chap? What's his name again? Rob Tyler. I've added him. He's here. He's on. He's done. I told you I'd do it. You've done it. You didn't tell me you'd yes. done it, though. You told me you were going to do it, Deb, but you didn't tell me you'd done it. Well, everyone was, was waxing lyrical. Uh, yeah, excuses, excuses, excuses. I was going to interrupt until a, 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 an actual moment. I mean, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you've got to remember is if you've added him, chances are the first thing he's going to hear is you lot arguing about him. <laughs> Hi, Rob! So anyway, back to the episode. Um, the lovely little uh, mini-console room tardis -y thing that the Doctor and Idris have made is absolutely beautiful, and they use it I, to I gain... I posted a link... I, master, Master, I posted a link to the uh, Blue Peter contest about that. 
thanks for that. But it's beautiful. Um, and also, I love the, the way that the Idris communicates with Amy so as they can find their way to the, the old control room, which with I remember Amy. at the time being really excited to see that back again. Um, oh, communicates not with Amy, with yeah. Rory. Oh, was it Rory? I apologise. Pretty um, well. Just pretty making well, yeah. sure that you lot were paying attention. Just making sure that you lot were paying attention. So well done. Where's my bell? Oh, sorry, it's buried under a load of stuff. Hang on. That's been Christmas and stuff. There we go. So well done, you lot. Um, right then, what did I get up to? Right then, so, uh, so the Doctor and... Oh, yes, yeah, they're just about to get done in anyway. Um, and uh, the... Because it wasn't... Somebody was in the console room, and then they materialised, and whoever was there got atomised by the arrival of the Doctor and Idris. Nephew was in there. Nephew, yeah, got done in. That's right, because he's been all menacing, wasn't he? He was going to kill them. Yeah. Um, Nephew, kill them. Um, as what normally happens in Doctor <laughs> And um, But... Another ood he killed. <laughs> but, <laughs> poor old Idris. It, her, her body can't take the consciousness of the TARDIS uh, for very long and is dying. And um, That's a common thing in, in sci-fi, isn't it? Mm. Listen, they're dying. I can do it, but but not for long. And she she flakes out and then puffs out a load of Artron energy, which she uses to kill uh, House, or because House was conned into thinking that he was going to be taken to the normal universe where he could feed off Artron energy from God knows where. Um, but when um, the Tardis is because uh, he, he still doesn't know that there are no more Time Lords, he I thinks mean, yeah. he's the, doctor, time the Doctor said so, yeah, but yeah. I don't think House uh, believed him. No. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so the life force of the TARDIS goes around, destroys House, and then just just comes back together to be Idris for one last little very moving conversation between Aww. two yeah. fine yeah. young actors. And uh, it's just a, just a little dust in my eye. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> and then there's a scene of the Doctor in the, in the bowels of the TARDIS with the Thirteenth Doctor's um, goggles on, doing some repairs. Or is it the other way around? Um, and yes, that's really cool. And, and that's basically and, and it. Ma- um, master, 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 master. It was master. a bit of a master, master, master. To be fair, yes. Did, did, but did you did you catch the uh, reference to the uh, going to the Eye of Orion, which they? I yes, I uh, did, but I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't think it was that important. Well, I just thought it was I, I, not. I think that that's great. In fact, I tend to watch the Five Doctors all the time, so. Mm. Well, if you stop watching it for the moment uh, and can <laughs> concentrate on this, that'd be great. So, um, right. So, first time I watched it, um, and I had memories of not being. Obviously, it's a Neil Gaiman story, and it's been a bit bigged up because of that. But obviously, uh, however many years later, I've sat down and think, well, I wouldn't mind watching this, uh, and watching it in awe of the brilliant writing, brilliant acting, um, lovely little story. So. Uh, I ha- my opinions have greatly improved on, on, off the back of this tale because I, I think it, it, we're what very lucky to have, to have Neil Gaiman it? having written a couple of stories for Doctor Who, and this is an absolute banger. And um, yes, it's. I mean, I think Saran Jones has shown her acting talents more since this was recorded, and again, she's a talent um, and all around absolutely fab. What did you think of it, Debbie? Me? Well, um, I don't think I've talked about this one with you guys before. Well, it's because you haven't. No, you haven't. Yeah, I know. That, that, that's what I was, I was 
looking for and it's, it's the fact simple fact is that i have revisited this story quite a few times because i love it um mm. pretty much biased because anything neil gaiman does has been fine in my well that's hype isn't it Deb? you don't expect it to actually happen and he's done it he's done a brilliant job it's brilliant and yeah he's a terrific writer and the the script is is absolutely brilliant it, it, it's tight it keeps you going it, you know it, it doesn't lag it, you you led with this story beautifully the juxtaposition of what's going on between Rory and Amy and what's going on between um Idris and the doctor you know it, it's it's such a great little sort of backhand of one two one two one two all the way through and I just the music this this the the setting is just fantastic really claustrophobic in the TARDIS as well and just just the use of old you know old tech seeing yeah. we you having the nod to the fandom with with a lot of the stuff in house as well and it's just it's just a really great story and it's nice that he actually got to talk to something that's been he's been so attached to for so long and he actually got to to speak yeah. to speak to her and we as and, fans get to hear yeah and it well. just it was just a really nice I'm a fan of Doctor Who. I've written this gorgeous story, mm. and yeah, it was like <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll take it. And Absolutely. it was it was one of one of my all time favourites with uh, Matt Smith, definitely. Marvelous, thank you very much. Bear, 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 bear. I'll ask Ben before I ask Mary because I, I don't know if you've seen this one, Ben. Have you before? Well, um, I did watch it on its initial transmission. Oh, you did, and you loved it too. Did I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I just I honest, just listened I listened to that episode uh, about two hours ago. What did I say? You were impressed. Okay, give me a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Do his review for him. So. Yeah. Okay, Adam. I mean, I haven't seen it since it was originally broadcast, but I, I remember being impressed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough for me. I, I did think it was um, slightly sexist, though, in yeah. uh, and, and it's very typically male um, in the way that the Doctor, after nearly sixty years, finally spoke to this this female he'd been going in and out of all this time. <laughs> Brilliant family show. <laughs> it's a TARDIS, Mary. I don't know what you're thinking. Mary, Mary Blitz Lang. I've just picked up on what you might have... I'm disgusted. I was I'm disgusted. <laughs> you dare tarnish Mary's good name. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yes. Um, but I've got to say, I really did think that your uh, description of the episode made it sound really fun. Thank you. Uh, Kirby. I just absolutely love this story. It, it's one of the ones that I'll go back and just watch. Oh, I, I need one of my favorite Who stories, and I'll, I'll pull this one out. And uh, you you just said that you like it better. You liked it a whole lot 11 and a half years ago, too. Do I? Well, he now likes it I like 12 it, out I of do, 10. I do, and I definitely like it more. Yeah, now. I guess you like it 12 out of 10 now. Mm. And uh, I, I was very impressed by alicia because she stated the whole plot and uh went off and discussed things about it that it's it was very impressive back when she actually watched doctor who 
What episode number of the podcast is this you are referring to, just in case podcast listeners who are new want to go back and hear what we said uh, last time? Let, here, let me scroll down to it. Let me continue um, um, with, with what I was talking Okay, here it is. It's number 57. Oh, are you feeling now? You're feeling, you're yes. feeling badly. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> episode 57. That's what I thought. Uh, anyway. So 20, 2011 then. Yes. 57, uh, yeah. I thought 56, 57, something like that. 57. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> anyway. She was, I, she I was just, 14 then when that episode went out. Yes. Mm. I, I I just love the story. It's not as nice it, being interrupted all the time, Kirby. Is it? <laughs> 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 I've been interrupted, interrupted before <laughs> by you. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a cantankerist. Oh yeah. Back back in those days, uh, Adam was just doing set doing segments separately with one person at a time. Then you, there were no yes, interruptions. Technology has moved on since then. <laughs> Pop, ne- not necessarily anyway, for the yeah, to the detriment of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this is this is an absolutely perfect story, uh, except for the one thing which now is even referred to uh, in like the Wikipedia page and the uh, the TARDIS fandom page refers to this, that Gaiman got it wrong about the pull-to-open business. Oh, that it's, was just a bit of fun. Don't worry about yeah. that. Fluff. No, well, no, pe- people... Pull-to-open is for the phone, but yes, the sort yeah, of sign pull, is on the door. The phone, which, which, mm. which bothered me then, and still bothered me when I watched it for the last night again. I've, I've watched it three times this week. Anyway. I watched it four it's just yeah sure you did anyway <laughs> fantastic i really have no other no other complaints no and, other superlatives that's what you're trying to say isn't it kirby and unfortunately i have a lot of bad things to say about the next story but <laughs> whatever i'm not talking about that one yet no. okay but at that, that point if everyone listening wants to stop this podcast and just go and listen to what kirby has to say about the next episode and then come back to this one is that <laughs> yeah Go into the future and, and, and hear me complain about Rebel Flesh, all those people. <laughs> all right, then, everyone. Which, which uh, I, I'm assuming uh, we're going to do those together. Yes, of course. I'm not waiting to two separate episodes for that. No way. Yes, it's a double whammy full story. Well, we, we, need to, we need to let Andy know. So yes, well, we're not going to do that anymore, Kirby. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it in two halves. <laughs> no, call anymore. him now. However, there might be one more that we're doing two halves. I'm considering. The uh, 50th anniversary special two-parter thingy. Maybe that can be done in two parts. I think it was two parts, wasn't it? The uh, the Day of the Doctor? No, it was, was one it? part, but we could... Oh, no, if it's one part, we're doing it at one. Sod it. Right we, then. Yeah, we could, we, we could theoretically talk about the uh, Peter Davison-created 50th anniversary no, that, as well. No, that's not... No. Not, no. Uh-huh. Right then. Okay, so uh, it's just a bit there. running around in outfits they used to wear for a job. <laughs> yes, and then they ended I up in Doctor Who anyway. Yes, after I know. Moaning Kevin, about but not it's being like an ex policeman yes. turning up somewhere in his uniform going, right then, I've got my friend the fireman and the ambulance man. Mary! Wait, where's her music? Well, I was really looking forward to this one because I remembered it as being, you know, one of my favorites. Um, and what I have to concede on, though, is it's very much a fan story. 
because um, there's so much in this that someone who would maybe tune into Doctor Who for the first time would probably just find this extremely confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think this is like a great story for the general viewer, but it's, it is a good story for the devoted fan. Um, it's a very Neil Gaiman-y piece of work. I mean, oh, he yeah. loves he loves to tackle um, the big issues. He likes, you know, sentient planets and the nature of dreams and the existence of good and bad angels. You know, I mean, you know, this guy doesn't do small stuff. Um, and then the the production is like smoky and dreamlike, which is perfect, you know, for a Neil Gaiman story. Um, and then you've got the 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 Saran Jones and Michael Ke- Michael Sheen, um, you know, adding a lot of gravitas to this thing. So, you know, we're talking about a heavy-duty episode here. Um, and the thing is that they, they put it, like, right in the middle of uh, season six, which is the rest of the season is pretty forgettable. <laughs> you know? There's not a lot of good in this this season, but this, this episode is what I think people who love season six probably remember the most. Um, I love the scenes with uh, Idris and Doctor Who. I think those that uh, Saran and who's that? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. they just play off each other. Don't set him off. Doctor Who, then. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Now they, who's who's uh, you, you mentioned a character called Doctor Who? Yeah, I don't uh, know anyone. No. Oh, Stop being horrible, Mary. <laughs> thank, thank you for backing me up there, Kirby Bartlett Sloan. You set my tribble off. <laughs> but the, the thing about the episode that, that disappointed me were the Amy Rory scenes of them running through the TARDIS. Um, it just seemed like filler to me because it, the same thing kept happening over and over. And it's like they never caught on to the fact that if they just hold on to each other while they run around, these things wouldn't happen. Um, so I, I found it frustrating and, and kind of boring, those scenes. Um, but I did love the opening of that cupboard and the discovery of all the Time Lord uh, messaging cubes that that was pretty awesome so yeah I, I still loved it but i'd take it down a notch or two because of the what i think of as the amy rory filler scenes you know they didn't really have to be in this episode at all they really didn't play you know a significant part in anything so i, w- I would leave amy and rory out and then i would love it even more so that's what i think i, th- I think if my I, treble I likes the sound of all dulcet tones mary <laughs> yeah, that it, it was like I said earlier. It was planned to just be uh, Amy inside the inside yeah, the park. Well, I, so, so uh, or even she, I don't know what she could have done to add to the episode, but still around. I believe was part of it. Oh, uh, I'm also reminded about something else with this story. The Doctor's wife was a fake title attached to Case of Androzani because J and T was trying to find out a. Uh, who was leaking information from the production office. Thank you for that. Yep. Hold on, that's my phone. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. So, uh, oh, uh, we got a tune for for Kirby's bit. Oh, for um, me? Yeah, the Kirby's um, special sex segment of the show in which he reads out the feedback that may have arrived on his request. Ew. That's you, Kirby. Well, oh, you want me to just go ahead and do it? How come I'm got it. I'm got any music. I think that might be Ben's bit. Uh, Ben's music. I've done, yeah, I've got... Ben does that. And he's, he's got, got a, phone a phone call. call. All right. <clears throat> I'll just go ahead and read. That'll yes. be good. 
Andy Nani says, right, I'll get my board ready. Robert Haynes says, you can finally get started on that pile. Alan T. Butcher says, you don't want to go surfing in this weather, especially if you have piles. Uh, Dino says, I miss 11th Doctor so much. To me, the best era in Doctor Who was Amy Rory and the Doctor. Brandon, Mr. Hey. M, says, pew! <clears throat> Skip, uh, yeah, skip that bit, yes. Yeah, uh, and I posted the 2011 new TARDIS reveal on Blue Peter. Right. I I thought I had also posted another comment of a YouTube video that I don't see. Yeah, well, don't oh, worry wow. about that. Huh? Mate, don't worry about that, because it's not there. Well, you, get, you, you zapped it for some reason? I haven't zapped anything. I don't generally look at this page until we do the show. Okay, fine. Anyway, anyway Neil James, Neil James. The Doctor's Wife. I think Saran Jones is a fantastic actress, and she's my favorite thing about this episode. I always look forward to this one. When I'm watching it, I tend to be a little underwhelmed. The guest cast are strong, and the regulars do a fine job, but it just doesn't really thrill me. I think I prefer the TARDIS to not have an impressive cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> also, the episode's title is dumb. Three stars out of five. Well, oh, I, I think I've, uh, I, I, I was, should have been doing stuff in the background then, but I was just so interested in hearing what people... I think the title is rather appropriate. When you watch the two of them bickering with each other, I mean, you know, that's exactly what they sound like. Yes, I'm sorry that I, 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 I got waylaid. I haven't done this show for a while back, and I, and I forgot the protocols. <clears throat> However, I've sent something very hastily to, um, to Debbie... Um, if you if you don't mind. Ooh, the doctor has got mail. Mm, sounds iffy. What a strange planet. Looks like our local scrapyard. Washing machines, cars and other household rubbish. Auntie and uncle seem to be made up of different scraps of humanoid forms. Love that auntie has the very large arm of the Corsair. The two left feet joke was funny. Yes. Saran Jones is brilliant in this. We used to think Matt Smith was hyperactive. She beats him hands down. <laughs> there are some wonderful lines in this. Biting's excellent. It's like kissing, only there's a winner. <laughs> that was my other quote, if somebody... That was one of my quotes, yeah. too. That was good. Doctor, she's the TARDIS? And she's a woman. She's a woman, and she's the TARDIS. Amy, did you wish really hard? <laughs> now, me. I've killed hundreds of Time Lords. Doctor, fear me. I've killed all of them. Okay, so what's the title The Doctor's Wife got to do with it? River Song is not in it yet. Oops, spoilers. Oh, a good God. story with a very good cast. Shame Sexy can't appear more. She was very good. Oh, dear. Next up, the Rebel Flesh and the Almost People, a.k.a. the Gloopy People. Stay safe, everybody. <laughs> Linda and Terry Miles. Thank you, Linda and Terry Miles. <coughs> Hello, 20 Megabyte Podcast, this is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. My computer broke a few months ago. I've been using the internet on my mobile phone, and it does not go well. <laughs> I missed the Facebook announcement of the recording of the last episode. The curse of the BS. That was quite lucky. <laughs> I replaced my computer a week ago, and put the old solid-state drive in it, and it works just like the old one did. I can record and edit my audio again. The Doctor's Wife by Neil Gaiman I've got mail. A TV show title cannot be clickbait, but this one tries really hard. 
Another, you have not locked it out. You have locked it in again with you, plot. Yes. <laughs> Amy and Rory go down the same corridor again and again. Justified here because an alien entity is in control of the TARDIS. Oh my, they killed Rory. <laughs> the only water in the forest is the river, is the story arc reference. Yes. Along with the mention of the time war. Oh, and it is stated that a time lord can change gender. Yes. Edra struggles one, yeah. to separate past, present and future to comic effect. The TARDIS becomes like a haunted house, but it is haunted by house. <laughs> Very good. Edra's reappearing for one last conversation with the Doctor reminded me of Astrid Peth doing the same in Voyage yes, of the Damned. Yes, I got caught up with that one. This was really good. Great performances from everyone. Indeed. Bye for now. Yes, thank you, Ian, because that um, means that my calling her Astrid at the beginning of the show would explain why um, that was possible to get confused. Mary, yes. you have something. I do, but who's it from? Because I don't see it's a name. It's from Brandon Moore, i.e. Mr. M. Oh, OK. OK. It should be very right. interesting how you read this. Brandon says, <clears throat> did you wish really hard? <laughs> Apologies for missing the last few weeks. Not I have enough. recently been, I've been recently moving house and did not have internet Moving access. house, were you? <laughs> anyway, I better do a quick catch up on the last few episodes. I adore both The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. Silence are incredible monsters and the story is atmospheric, complexly layered and a mad roller coaster of events. I would give both parts 10 out of 10, which makes it five episodes in a row, all of which are written by Moffat and directed by Toby Haynes. As for the curse of the black spot, I really like it. I don't get what Kirby is going on about. It's a good, fun romp with a load of good old Doctor Who nonsense. Yes. Eric Gillen is hot, yes. so dressing her up as a pirate makes perfect sense. Absolutely. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Worth the license fee in itself. That... <clears throat> the Doctor's Wife by Neil Gaiman. <laughs> the way you spelt it. K-N-E-E-L. <laughs> I had to pause for a second. Neil Gaiman. Okay. I this story is a bit overrated. Don't get me wrong, I do think it's very good, but I do have one or two problems with it. Amy and Rory running around the TARDIS corridors, unfortunate feels like only so much filler. Well, I agree with you, Brandon, I do. I'm not too keen on House as a villain and feel that he is far too easily beaten at the end. Yeah, he really is. Um, however, everything with Idris and the Doctor is simply outstanding. Yes. The dialogue is fun, the performances are amazing, and it was a great idea to finally embody the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. Overall, I would give this episode an 8 out of 10. Mr. M. Next time, it all gets very fleshy. It does indeed. Thank you very much, Brandon Moore. I'm hoping I've, I've timing all this. What? Ben? Wait. I thought, I like thought Ben was about to say something. Special effects messing. No, no, I wasn't doing anything. I was uh, I was miles away. Oh, yeah. I'm just hoping that all this pans out so that, 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 that it culminates in the highlight of the whole of the feedback section after this particular bit of audio. Well, good evening, 20 megabytes. It's Andy Denny here. It's uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, I uh, did be ironing this morning. God, it's a rock and roll lifestyle. I Sorry, my dog's coughing. Oh, God. Um, and I watched The Doctor's Wife by Neil Gaiman. Now, I read quite a lot of Neil Gaiman, and uh, as I thought it would be, it's going to be 
quite odd and quite dark because that's the that's what Neil Gaiman does. He does write some very very strange stuff. And I think you know this this is going to be the Marmite episode because not a lot you know some people like it, some people won't simply because it's the style that Neil writes in. It's what he writes about. It's not going to please everybody. And I think that's from memory. That's what we talked about last time. So here we go. So we have the TARDIS is suddenly brought to a crying halt. We have a strange woman being locked up in some sort of cell. And you don't know why or why. And you find out that uh, for some reason she's got the TARDIS planted into her. You know, this is a, a trap done by House. As we find out, House is some sort of living planet. And then you've got uncle and auntie and nephew. And uncle and auntie are presumably the people who have been trapped already. And uh, they are, well, it's just it's not just said, you know, your eyes are 20 years younger than the rest of your body. It's always 30 years. No doubt, Kirby, you just shouted at me and told me you like because that's no, what you do. No, things, no, isn't no, it? Um, we, we never quite find out about Auntie, but uh, we do have a reference to the Corsair. And the Corsair has cropped up elsewhere yes. uh, as under the Time Lord. And uh, yeah, I think it's rather good. Yeah, then the um, the bits with uh, you know two left feet and the different hands and the different length of leg. I mean, really, these these are yeah straight out of Teddy Pratchett and Scratch the dog, which is um, again because of Teddy Pratchett actually worked quite closely with Neil Gaiman. So uh, I do want a bit of cross fertilisation there as well. They got these very strange people, and you realise that this actually is a trap for Time Lords. And as the Doctor says, you know, I'm the last Time Lord left. I'm the last one. He was hope you know he's, he's always hoping to find more. Uh, I mean, I think at this point in time, the Master was floating around there somewhere, but of course he's a, an evil Time Lord and not one of the good ones. So perhaps he didn't really count as a Time Lord. Uh, however, this is the the, the, the TARDIS. Yes, yeah, Rand Jones is the, the female TARDIS and uh, using all the things the Doctor's called at the time. And also the fact that she, you know, she said, look, I chose you. You know, how do well, I was the one that was unlocked. You know, as a museum piece already, and actually, it's, it's very, very good because it actually does use a lot of the history of the TARDIS and use it very well. And there's a lot of cross-reference stuff that the fans would love. Um, but if you're not a fan and you didn't know about this thing, it didn't make, it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't, it added the story, but if you didn't know it, it didn't detract from the story, which is why it worked really well. You had uh, Amy and Rory running around, and their, their, their minds are being played with. You know, had the. Uh, the lunatic age Rory, you had the dead Rory, you had kill Amy, hate Amy. Uh, you know, it just was, I mean, this is wonderful psychological stuff. And this, this is the you know, way Neil Gaiman writes. You know, he really just get inside your head. And I think that, that was absolutely wonderful stuff that was. <clears throat> but then you see the doctor, you start, you, he's worked out how to trap house, how to get it out of it. Um, you know, he says that he said that all the rooms that have been deleted, they get thrown back into the universe. So presumably, the swimming pool and the library, and the other rooms, uh, was it Squash Court 7, I think it was? Um, they all presumably get put back into the TARDIS because he's deleted them, and presumably they have now come back. Have to be, because obviously uh, the, the swimming pool does get referred to quite a bit um, after that. But all in all, I thought this was a really, really good story. It was, it was quite clever, and it was one that you had to work at, because you had to really concentrate on the story. And I think, you know, the fact that I've watched you before did help, because, you know, when you're doing ironing, you don't want to burn yourself, so I'm a, it doesn't get my full attention, you know. Of course, I want to get razor sharp creases in my clothing, you know, because I'm a bit like that, me and big anal. Um, but hey, there you go. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, shame we never actually see, you know, we actually have this coming up again with Tardis as as a. a, 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 a do you want to call it a person? I, I want to call it a person. That's not the right word. But a personality, I think that's part of the way we're doing it, as an entity in its own rights, or as we found out, her own rights. So it's such a shame this never came back, but I think it, I think it really did work very, very well. And 
standalone story, yeah, it stood up by itself, but there was references, as I said earlier, that you could take or leave if you wanted to. There were some good fun bits at the end with, you know, get your room back and, uh, you know, come here and lose the bunk beds. The doctor just really, just does not have a clue, does he, you know, about human relations and things like that. And he said, you know, go and get on with it by yourself. And, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a good story. It was a standalone. You can take it or leave it. And, uh, yeah, and then, of course, we come into the, yeah, the next two parts. So, hmm, interesting one. But, anyway, that's for next week. So, until then, we'll see you. No, thanks, Andy. Hi, I mean, Andy. what's good there is not only did we get a review of the episode, we also got a review of his ironing technique. Yes, which, and also uh, a, a synopsis think, we already honest, delivered earlier I'd on like, in the show. Well, yeah, but I'd, I'd <laughs> like to hear a lot more uh, of our listeners' ironing techniques uh, <laughs> moulded into their reviews. Um, Why? So if we can make sure that happens from now on, please, dear listener, because obviously... You meant to pretend you've only got one listener, which is something I've never understood. Well, we have. people who aren't connoisseurs of ironing, like myself. Are you a connoisseur? Yes, but Debbie, I'm you've still got a technique. I don't have a technique. You, you do have a technique. Whatever you're saying, if you think your technique's no good, that's that's still you know a technique. You're still doing it in a certain way. So anyway, you know, away from the 20 megabyte ironing podcast. To. My father liked ironing because he'd listen to stuff and. You know, watched his own programs and things. He loved his ironing. It was sacred. I wasn't allowed to Maybe, do maybe we should have a prerequisite that everyone who listens has to be ironing. <laughs> anyway, Alan T. Butcher says, Gaiman didn't get it wrong about the pull to open thing. The TARDIS did. And then, where exactly would Doctor Who be without people running through corridors? And then Lillian Robin said, exactly. And then Ben Shoveler said, oh, sorry, dictated... Alan T. Butcher's feedback for this week. Right. Andy brings up something that I meant to mention. Oh, sorry, earlier. sorry, Mary. Carry on. Um, Andy, Andy's talked about the, you know, please no bunk beds. Well, you know, I think maybe this is when the doctor gives them like a really good bedroom, and that may be how the um, uh, forecast that Idris was saying, you know, the only water in the forest is the river. Maybe that's. Yeah. This, this is when it happens. <laughs> I thought she was already pregnant by this stage. She is. Yeah, she yeah. Is. No, she will be by the next. But no, no, they say... That, that sounds menacing. The wedding night. They work out that it's the wedding night oh, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. being quizzed. Yeah. Well, haven't they slept together on the time? Well, no. Oh, wedding night. She's, she's yeah. not even there. That's a, she's a ganger. I, I guess the... Uh, the, the what do I want to say? the. Uh, I forget. So we were talking about bedrooms and bunk beds, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kirby, it's yeah. pronounced ginger, not oh, ginger. So, no, no, no. <laughs> bunk beds. I guess the bunk She's beds one of the, the flesh people. I was yeah. joking. And you nearly got in there again, Mary, didn't you? I, I guess the bunk beds were not an impediment then. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. They wouldn't be, would they? Let's face it. Um, Master? Uh, what? Would you like me to read Robert's feedback? No, because... Ben's got to do, he's do got a limited Alan. time and he's got to do oh, Alan T. Butcher's. Okay, fine. But we'll come back I'm, to it in I'm, a minute. I'm already a minute over. Go on, Ben. The invoice will reflect that. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy the TARDIS speaks out or Chekhov's Petri Chore is in the house. But yes, that's what I said. Dear Twenty, almost... Dear 20 megabytes, 
The Doctor's wife is, of course, a closely studied examination of what Doctor Who is. The jeopardy here is fundamental in that the TARDIS itself is in danger and vivisected for scrutiny in locum for the show to which it is so important. Therefore, we have two elements of the TARDIS separated into the machine, which provides the means for the show to exist, and the spirit, which is the motive force that provides the narrative path that the show follows. Bringing in auntie, uncle and nephew is a clear nod to the family nature of the show's stories. There are many other such nods, like the Doctor's tendency to improvisation uh, in building the mechanical part of the TARDIS out of old records. Uh, old records? <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got Queen's Greatest Hits here. It's the original <laughs> version. It's quite scratched, so you can Throw use it. that for console. <laughs> There are many other such nods, like the Doctor's tendency to improvisation in building the mechanical mechanical part of the TARDIS out of old wreckage. Yay! Yay! I'm taking the mookie. And by the end, uh, all is brought back together, allowing passage onto the next story where the Doctor needs to go. It should be noted that whilst some say. You just knew I couldn't be bothered. I no. <laughs> you what? What? Redo the whole bloody thing. No. <laughs> uh, it should be like that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you can't make massive changes to how a show is understood after more than four and a half decades of existence. In fact, Doctor Who is a science fiction fantasy TV hey. show. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Kobe, I didn't even hey. give you four warning. Uh, hold on, rewind. Re- rewind, rewind. Poised, ready, come on. <laughs> In fact, Doctor Who is a <laughs> science fiction fantasy TV program or show. Or show. I've got in the in the dialogue. We'll go with, we'll show, go with that. It's all right, Adam. I'm sure we'll make that sound fantastic in the edit. Always oh, sounds uh, fantastic. Full stop. And revealing that the TARDIS has always has an agency in determining the events of the program. And the Doctor's life completely makes sense. Is there another Oasis song title there? Revealing the Doctor's agency in determining the events of the programme and the Doctor's life. Uh, that's not an Oasis song. The Doctor's life. This is, this is the Doctor's life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we also. Hey, I'll get on with it now. Um, we also learned, <coughs> excuse me, that the Mona Lisa was in fact a picture of the TARDIS taking a break as an artist's model. Probably one time that the Doctor visited the very perceptive Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fake. <laughs> Why didn't they both get on the door? The door was easily big enough for both of them. Why didn't they both get on the door? Mm-hmm. Because it's a it's a fantasy uh, version of the Titanic. Has anyone seen Glass Onion yet? Has no, but we'll yet. Have to. Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> the Mona Lisa he's, he's appears pronounced... in that. By the way, <laughs> he's pronounced Darth Vader, not Darth Onion. Darth <laughs> Onion. <laughs> anyway, uh, all in all, the Doctor's wife is a visually beautiful, uh, startlingly intelligent, and deeply significant episode of our favourite show. 
It is a bold move to suddenly personify a key element of the programme, which only notionally before has been a character within it. It is a bold and remarkable performance from Saran Jones that justifies and fulfills that choice. The small and quirky guest cast is pitch perfect in line with the TARDIS crew in well-defined roles. There is nothing wasted or pointless here. Mary, your views on that? (laughs) On top of this, the opportunity for a subtle and meaningful foreshadowing is taken via a character which exists across the time continuum. The time continuum! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you didn't know I'd been working on my Dalek, did you? (laughs) I know you've been working on something, but the Dalek didn't didn't spring to mind. Oh. Oh, and this is Dalek. I didn't. Pardon me. (laughs) Do you speak Dalek? Don't even try. Uh, the, the decade of the time continuum. This golden age may well have reached its acme, but the oh no, no, now this makes me wonder whether he's just copied and pasted what he might have sent in many years ago. Because, I mean, reading this now, it just seems like <laughs> like you're saying Liverpool are going to be good forever. Uh, this golden age may well have reached its acme, but the surrounding slopes are gentle, so we should not worry too much. <laughs> Oh, God, I mean, oh, yeah. Go on, then. Let's just say, wow, it shelves over there, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Clearly, Neil Gaiman can do nothing wrong. Great. This story is perhaps an episode too short, as who would not want to see the Doctor have a lot more chat with his TARDIS? Indeed. <laughs> Especially after a couple of bottles of gin. Yeah. Do you remember that time? <laughs> you remember that time we stopped off on that planet and uh, we accidentally blew the thing up before Scarborough. <laughs> I got a clue what you're talking about, but I do remember. No, I was there. I was there, remember? I was, I was holding you up. I love you. It's pulled up. Next up, Doctor Who and the old... I can't believe you're talking to me after all this time. I've been waiting for it for years. Next up, Doctor Who and the Almost Nestines, or the Almost Two Doctors. Yeah. What's the next episode? Um, um, almost Dewey people, people and the. Dewey people, yeah. Oh, the one with the, the, the stuff and the goo and the people, That's the one. Yeah. The, the, the um, rebel flesh and stuff like that. I don't know what's called. Yeah, weird yes. names. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. The one that Ida won't watch again. <laughs> Yeah. I wish I didn't have to watch it again. <laughs> You'll probably it. enjoy it more than you realise. You say yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I, I, understand. I think it needs to be can one part of that. that <laughs> yeah, we, is he actually going to end up finishing and signing off this particular bit of feedback? I, I am. I am waiting for you all to yeah, they, shut they the heck up a lot, they? and oh, pay yeah. me the pay shut me up. the respect I deserve um, for my. Man. Hey, that's better, Debs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold on, I'm just about to finish. <coughs> Stop it! You start me off again. <coughs> la la la. Alan T. Butcher. Splendid. Yay! 
<laughs> got there in the end. Oh, before you go, Ben, I, I just I, I, I um read books by the the medium of audiobook because um when I'm working so therefore you get, you get you some, get someone reads it to you. Rather yeah, than you yeah. No, I, I'm not it sure it counts. is reading. It's not sure it is actually reading. Isn't that like reading. saying I drive myself to work on the bus? Yes, it is. Well, I'm not sure it is reading, no, but it does it, it does give you the same information that reading would do uh, but yeah but it's handy yeah. for me because the first two hours of work are, are the shop shut and i'm putting stock out so it's a good time to zone into work and listening to a book now a look, book yeah. i've just finished today actually would be of great interest to you if you're interested in autobiographies it's called roy Keane, the second half and um, oh, the chap okay, who yeah. reads yeah. it um, is Irish, and he's, it, uh, he does actually doesn't actually do an impression of Roy Keane, but you do feel like it is Roy Keane talking to mm. him. It's very, very mm. good. The only thing I found quite disappointing is I do like to hear how players, you know, did in their in their youth, and then they get signed. And they, he didn't go into much detail regarding his getting signed by thing. Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I'm sure, but that that no is that it's a very I mean, very good book. It's uh, and, and, and Shush, Roy Keane is a very fascinating chap. So if you get a chance to to um to read or listen to that particular book, it's only five pound ninety nine on I'm iTunes. I'm listening the to moment. the rain. It's really nice. So there we go. That's anyway. So how long have we got left now? Uh, well, uh, what? you owe him now. Yeah, I mean, we're 10 minutes over. So, I mean, anyway, uh, before I go, though, I do, do just need to say um, that uh, if you want more of me, well, actually, if, if if you don't want your audiobooks, Adam, you can always listen to the Indie Rock Disco Radio uk, which plays the best indie and rock music of all time. Yeah. I'll listen to that, Adam. Uh, it'll probably yeah. make your morning go a bit faster. It's pretty good, Adam. Yeah, yeah it, sure is it is pretty good. Oh, I see what you Sometimes. mean. You want me to listen to that between 7 and 9 on a Sunday morning? Is that what you're saying? Well, you can listen to it any time you like, but that would be an optimal time for you to listen to it. And obviously, um, to all my podcast listeners, and, and oh, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to have to, fans. I knew he'd say that. <laughs> I absolutely knew he'd say that. No, I couldn't do it seriously. I mean, obviously, everyone wants more of me. And so, therefore, when Farnborough Football Club play at home, you can now go to their website and hear me do the commentary of the football matches. I used to listen to your after-match um, phone-in session on the Saint. That was fab. Do you remember those? Yeah. They were good. Yes, I do. And I, I remember it so much, matches. Adam, that mm. what you might find is that if this radio station grows how I want it to, the, the new station might sound rather a lot like the old one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Something you're going to get that board chap that was on the pitch. He used to be your boss into the station as well, then. Oh, I love that bloke. Did you? He, he used to tell me off, right? I used to get told off uh, for going to get some chips from um, what was... I mean, I, I can't believe that um, it was chips. actually referred to as this, but it used to be known as the gay bar uh, by certain members of the staff, which is just an appalling slur, and I distanced myself from those people, basically because they live in Southampton, which is about 80 miles away from me. Um, that's how I'm distanced now. Um, but... Um, I used to get some chips for lunch and I used to take them back into the office and uh, the manager used to have a go at me for eating chips in the office because he said it made the office smell when he used to sit in his office eating curry. Oh, And also, and also, and also writing a book, which he then published uh, whilst he was at work. I, I did that. And, mm? and I did that. And anyway, I loved him. Nice yeah. man. And um, yeah. Sounds yeah. like a bit of a, no, he was lovely. I can't say enough words, nice mm. words about him. 
Okay. I found the video of Dan- uh, Danielle Perry, uh, another one of your former oh. colleagues, interviewing my daughter Alicia uh, for a, a, a sort of feature on her show at that same. I, I mean to pop it, publish it online, but I'm not sure whether she'd like it or not. She normally oh. likes videos of her when she was a kid. Well, I don't think she'd, she'd like that one. Oh, I can Danielle play some audio from, from it. Here we go. Definitely. It's some audio from that video. Um... I don't know how to talk about the Isle of Wight. Okay, well, you have to... How do you get there? Well, She's a big star you now, Danielle. go she, on she was... the red jet to the Isle of Wight. If you live here, go all the way to the red jet. Yeah, that's a, just a sample because Danielle used to have a feature on the show where she'd ask a child questions and the listeners would have to work out what the child are talking about after a little bit. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to see that whole thing. <laughs> no, you would. Well, it's, it's very cute. She's wearing a blue um, Southampton shirt. What, what she got off uh, James Beatty. Anyway, sorry, Ben. Yeah, you were going or you you hanging James around? Yeah, I am. But yeah. Danielle, Danielle was lovely. She was she was oh, always going to be a massive star. She's done quite well, didn't she? Yeah, she works on Absolute and loads of other radio stations. She's brilliant. So good on her. Alicia had a picture taken with her, not me. Um, right then, we have stuff coming through on the live feed you might want to listen to before you go. Um, oh, go on Rob Tymek, the famous now Rob Tymek. We should have to make a jingle for him because um, yeah, we should. Um, Lillian's managed <laughs> to, to get uh, plenty of mentions on the show. Anyway, he says, I would love to... Sorry, I love... I I would love to see a scene where the Doctor uses some sort of interface on the TARDIS that produces a hologram, some sort that we get a cameo from the actress who played Idris, i.e. Saran Jones. That's a great idea, and I don't think it's a bad one at all. Although, I suppose... Well, that would be a bit like Holly off of Red Dwarf. Yeah, I think think the the, the sort of... (laughs) Which is absolutely tremendous, by the way. It doesn't have to be Saran Jones, it's just... it would be nice for them to catch up again a few incarnations down. Yeah, they, they could actually um, do that, but not necessarily have uh, Idris. Uh, they could have just somebody who's been in the TARDIS. The TARDIS could generate a, oh, like companions. a hologram. They could so you could bring in the old Doctors just to play the TARDIS's, you know, you just have a, every week guest starring so and so as the TARDIS interface. Yeah, good <laughs> way of bringing old, really old, uh, old stars <laughs> into the into the TARDIS. Now, anyway, that, that's a cool idea because then they could like do this uh, perception filter as you see it, who you want yes, to see that's it. That's a pla- I like that one, Ben. Yeah, great plan, Rob. Lillian uh, says hi, Rob, uh, and then Rob says hi, Lillian. This is a great uh, I'll get a room. This is. <laughs> <laughs> you while everybody was bickering about it hey mm. and then alan <laughs> t butcher says audio is the senior form paper and ink is the modern confection that's right oh yes 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 like i say it's the same inf- you're absorbing the same information as just someone's reading it to you so i i, I, I sort of it reading ish not left the proper reading but it's still good it's a very good medium of uh, listening. It's not so much reading-ish. Like, it's taking in the information of a book. Yes. Um, the, the previous thing reading. I've done was... Uh, Re- reading, is, is the, reading is the art of seeing words on a page yes, and it, taking them in. Yes, You're not was, doing that. Alan Rickman You're... was the previous one I listened, read to. Um, you didn't listen to it. I did. But this... <laughs> Sorry, you did listen to it. You didn't read it. Well, yeah. Well, I know what was in the book, so I listened to it. Um, but anyway, but I used to do on Jack and Nori when I was a kid. They used to read read stories to it. It's almost like reading. <laughs> well, yeah, you made me so angry. I thought. I read got... to either every night. <laughs> when you say you read to her, do you actually read to her or do you play her something? No, I read to her. 
you don't, you don't go, go and say, I'm going to read to you now, darling, and then put on the audio version. Well, let's put it another way. I've listened to the audio book, Ben. If you want to read the book, it's still... See, you I don't just say it's very good. Then, Adam. You haven't read the book. You can't I do say read, you've but I haven't got time to read to actual books, so I listen to them while I'm got... It counts! Other... Thank you. Yes, oh, but you haven't read the book. <laughs> oh, I missed the... You were going to get a bell then, but I missed the dinner. Right then. I, I, I thought you might, Kirby, because we're right. Yes, we are. <laughs> right. At that point, um, I do have to go and change the Wikipedia entry of reading. Uh, and I shall see you all in a future episode. It's been a blast. <laughs> Ta-ta all. Yeah, right. Thank well, you, Ben. Well, Goodbye. Take care. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Okay. Then I suppose we should that see master? if there's... What? Master. What? I have a couple more things about uh, about the story. Well, go on, then. Uh, if I may. I did not find this out and actually I, I want to confirm it later apparently uh before mentioning fish fingers in a motorbike idris says an unintelligible line that line is supposed to be the only water in the forest is the river turned backwards so i would like to put that into a into uh, audacity or something and turn it backwards and find out if that really is and also, Neil Gaiman has said that uh, he wrote something he had to cut from the script, but uh, Idris at one point was going to say that the the chameleon circuit was not broken. She keeps it the uh, police box because the doctor likes it. Ah, there you go. Well, thank you, um, um, uh, Kirby. Doctor Who now, did news. You want me, did you want me to read uh, Robert's feedback? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, thank you for that yes. reminder. Not Doctor Who news. Robert's feedback. <laughs> yeah, he says he can't make it tonight. Uh, the Doctor's wife. I've been so tired that I was nodding off all throughout. I remember thinking it wasn't too bad the last time. I watched it, but I thought differently this time. I hate all the jokey rubbish, the biting crap. When it's serious, Getting it's so much better. in his old age, isn't he? <laughs> I know. While it's interesting that the life force of the TARDIS ends up in someone, I would rather it was played seriously. When you realize that Idris's life is in danger through holding that life force, it adds more gravitas, which the jokey stuff doesn't have. All in all, though, this episode just feels like filler, and the threat from House is of little consequence. I think I'll like the gangers more. Is that it? And oh. yes, and oh, in that case, I, uh, I've got like a pen. I said, I sorry, pushed... Kirby. I've got to play this. Yeah, carry on. I know. I, as I said this morning, I listened to uh, episode fifty-seven, our episode fifty-seven, and he was completely the opposite. He just absolutely loved it. <laughs> But well, it, was, it had just it had just been broadcast. So basically, because it was um um uh, well, eleven years ago, he is it eleven years ago? No, 13, yeah. uh, twelve years ago. Uh, he was a bit more cheerful in those days. I think eleven and a half days. years. Yeah, so well, thank you for being very precise. <laughs> That's my job. No, it isn't. Uh, now yes, times change and people change. Yes. Yeah. Mister Mister M said earlier that he sent in some feedback. That's because he did. He did. Yes. I read it. Oh, well, you, okay. did you zone out while Mary was dulceting as well, her tones away through that bit of feedback? I don't think that you stated who you were reading. And I, I think we did at the beginning, as Mary asked. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You weren't Fine. listening, were you, Kirby? I'm wrong. I'm mm. wrong. Right then, well, I'm going to I'm have to sound soundbite that one, if you call it, uh, that I'm wrong. Kirby going, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> we yeah, could play that, that periodically through the show. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> 
Right, uh, what's the time note? I'll have to get a time catcher so I can find it easily. Where's my phone? Just get... See where we are on that one. Bear with Alexa. I didn't ask you what the bloody time was. Shut up. (laughs) One hour and 13 minutes to look up on my recording for that particular thing to capture. I've got loads of actually, um, you know, little bumpers that we recorded at the Fancy Con to to, to insert into my file, which I haven't got around to doing yet. Doctor Who magazine, Doctor Who News, not that, Doctor Who magazine issue 586 available from whoone.co.uk, which reminds me I have to send out messages to our sponsors to see if they still want to do it for this year, fingers crossed. Um, It says, in the latest issue of Doctor Who magazine, Millie Gibson talks about playing new companion Ruby Sunday. Uh, In an interview, uh, sorry, an exclusive interview, she talks about what it's like acting alongside 15th Doctor Shooty Gatwa and how he she discovered she'd secured the real there we go and what do we think of shooty at the 15th doctor's new costume everybody it's okay well, it's remarkable it's not remarkable but it's it's yeah. unique isn't it and it's yeah i, I quite like it um certainly Is suits it him. To be practical yeah i like the i like the as the americans will call it plaid um and yes, it does suit. I, I think, to be honest, I personally think. Funky, but it needs to do practical stuff. I personally well, think that Shooter Gatwa could get away with airing most plaid, stuff. You call it. Yeah. Anyway. So we're all talking over each other. If Americans call it plaid, what do you call it? Tartan. <laughs> oh, tartan. Okay. Oh, okay. Preferred only to Scottish. Or Czech. Tartan. <laughs> Czech. Well, I think at least pretty tartany, to be fair. Yeah, that's a tartan, isn't it? Definitely. It's more like Harris Tweed, by the looks of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful costume. But he'll, so he'll look good in anything, wouldn't he? Let's face it. Um, what else we got coming up? Nothing, really. It's just talk, talking about the Lethbridge Stewards book series. Uh, there's some audios coming out for um, um, the Romans, the Seeds of Death, Time Monster, uh, and the Planet Evil. And um, the Celestial Toy Room Annual uh, 2023 has uh, been released as well. And oh, is an, there a link memorandum. to that? Oh, probably. Go to Doctor Who News. Got nets. Okay, uh, I will. So th- what? I will. Oh, okay. Uh, just checking. Nothing else has come through before. Don't want to miss anyone's feedback. You know what happens? I, I, if someone sends me something through, oh, um, Andy very kindly because obviously I, when when we did the last show, I didn't realise that Dev keep Dave keep sorry had passed away, and he, he uh, sent me a a nice. Uh, explanation and told me about the uh, service and everything like that all the stars the podcasting stars that went to it and everything so it was nice uh, nice of andy to do that for me he said he actually sent me all the service and which i haven't looked at who's tapping what someone's tapping that yeah, me it's me with my mouse oh I'm, I'm why using, because it. i'm using it on the on the top <laughs> of the desk instead of on the the cutting pad because it doesn't seem to want to move on the cutting pad anymore so I've, I've moved to, to to the desk to make it uh, more useful so i'll try and do it quietly for you Dave, My sorry new desk is back. this is amazing so what does everybody think of the new banner what i spent quite a lot of time putting together at the top of the 20 megabyte doctor who podcast facebook group which you can join <laughs> i've got <laughs> no interest whatsoever and i think it oh i like fab. it uh, i'll confess i haven't noticed it well thanks for that mary <laughs> I'll look at it now. It did, it did prompt Andy to say that you can't get it on iTunes. Well, you can. Um, oops, sorry, I did another tap. You've got me paranoid about me tapping now. No, 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 no. It just suddenly got like you were 
really searching for something like... Bah, 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 yeah, I was. I was being bah, bah, frantic because I was trying to move the page up quick. Anyway, Rob Tymek on the live feed says, uh, I think Shooty will do a bit of John Pertwee uh, and vary the costume a lot. I think people moan about it. I think the, the Doctors do change their costumes throughout their time, don't they? All of them do at some point. Um, yeah. Especially the, the uh, 12th Doctor. The, uh... I, I like the banner. That's very nice. Yeah, because you you Thank put in you, people that that have you know that have been in episodes. You know whether we know they're the Doctor or not. They're all yes, because the there was yes, of course they are the all the Doctor. Yeah, um, there was argument as to whether David Bradley could be properly counted as, but he yes, has played the Doctor. Absolutely, he can. And oh, he yes. has played the Doctor yeah. as much as uh, as Paul McGann has. No, yeah. I thought everybody deserved a nod there. It's just heartbreaking that we we only got that one magnificent fool story with John Hurt, uh, and I still can't believe he was the Doctor. Right then, John Hurt, everybody. Um, so right, <laughs> where do we go? Oh yeah, we're going to do the uh, the next part of the show, which is normally the quiz, which we're not going to do because obviously Ben's decided to bugger off. We're going to do the what we watched while we were off doing Christmassy stuff, uh, more or less. Oh I God. don't remember. Oh my uh, God. I can, I'll do the bits that I can remember. I watched this a film on um, that wasn't cinema actually, um, and I can't remember what it was called now. Debbie will know because she has Disney Plus. Um, it's a, like an animationy thing where um, they're explorers and they're. Oh, that uh, I saw that too, and I don't remember what it's called. Strange World. Strange World. Yeah, yeah that Strange was. Yeah. That was I, I zoned out a little bit during. It is a sort of charming movie, and it's got a lovely. I liked it characters in it and nice scenery and beautiful you know imagination in it i might have been because i was doing i was doing something on the computer while watching it so i, I tend to I, I did drift so i might have to rewatch it but what i did see of it and remember of it was really really good of course i did mention glass onion uh which is i believe a netflix movie um yes. starring uh, daniel craig and a lo load of other well-known faces it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> it really is good fun um, the new series of Death in Paradise started uh, over Christmas, so we watched that. Um, went to the cinema to watch my uh, A Man Called Otto. Is that what it's called? It's a very odd title for a film. It's not really easy. That looked that... like it was brilliant. Was it, it good? It was. I, I said to somebody when I was on my way there, I said, oh, we're going to see that new film with Tom Hanks in it. Uh, and they said, oh, yeah, well, is it going to be good? I said, yeah, but I don't think I've ever seen a film that Tom Hanks has been in that isn't good. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily because... He makes the film well. I just think he picks the right roles yeah, <laughs> when he yeah. does a film in it. And um, he, he does a really good job of just, totally embodying yeah, whatever the does. character. But he doesn't overperform anything. He yeah, just, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. overplay it. He just embodies the character, and and so you just you accept him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the last film I saw him uh, was he played that that chap who did all the children's. The little children's programs. I can't, again, I can't remember his name, but he again, he just like you say, he embodied the role. Mister uh, Roger. Pardon? Yes, yeah. Mister Rogers. Roger. That's it. Yeah, right. that one. Yeah. He, again, that was a cracking movie. But this one's for me is a much, much better film. Um, the supporting cast was absolutely so. And there's a great balance between the comedy bits, which make you roll around laughing, and then suddenly you're switching to the hugely emotional scenes. And of course, that because you're going from one to the other it makes each the laughter and the the, the, the pathos much more powerful um i'm, I'm curious two hours. to see the original swedish version of the film hmm. i've heard there's a few versions of it yeah but no there's a there's a it, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a novel it was another a swedish version. novel yeah that was made into a film in 2015 yeah. and then remade for this version 
Yeah. What is the name of the Swedish film? A Man Called Ove. Oh, Ove. okay. Okay. But it's, it does, they obviously adapts quite well for how they, they put it into this. And I have to sort of give a shout out, and I don't know what the actress's name, but um, she plays the, the new neighbour that comes in at the beginning of the story. And she is absolutely out of this world. Uh, and it's the, the, uh, the chemistry between her and, and uh, Tom Hanks' character, Otto, uh, are just worth going to see the film for. It's absolutely brilliant movie. It's a very heartwarming um, and... Uh, it's great. Go and watch it. It's good. Uh, Are we talking in theaters right now? Yeah, yeah so I think it's only just open. Um, it's the first time I've been to a film that isn't a Marvel film, that, where the the cinema was actually full. <laughs> recently, you know, I went to see the Thor film in in, um, in London, and the, the, the theater was full. This one, it was only a small uh, theater because we've got quite a few at, uh, in Newport, but it was full, and it was lovely to be in it uh, in a just a bog standard film, what we thought it was, uh, with everybody in there watching it at uh, five o'clock in the evening on a Saturday. So yeah, um, highly recommend that. Uh, we've been, I've been watching a series on uh, Disney Plus called Drain the Oceans, which I've been meaning to watch for a while, and now I am watching it. It's absolutely superb. It, it, I, I got a bit bored with the, the graphic they keep using to drain the oceans, because they're not really draining them. They're just saying, oh, well, if we take all the water away, you can see all these details of, of these wrecks or whatever they're, they're talking about that way but um it's very the, the artifacts they find and this and the, the stories about the ships that have sunk or whatever they're talking about are, are very well told uh, and you're given lots and lots of information about history and and people involved in history and and they're really good on their research and it's really fab so and um, i think there's about four series and a couple of specials of, of uh, um, drain the oceans that's a really good series um like i said before finished watching uh, star trek um strange new worlds i haven't quite picked up on discovery yet but i plan to um i've been catching up on call the midwife uh, from two or three series because I, I i haven't i just didn't watch it for a while and then i thought oh, i'll watch one episode oh actually she's really good why did i stop watching it <laughs> so i've ended up watching it uh, and and nearly up to the series that's just about to start or just started i should say on bbc one so, yeah, I've probably missed a few things um, I haven't spoken about, but uh, that's the stuff that's stuck in my mind um, that I've been watching <coughs> during the Christmas period. Of course, we watched you know stuff that was on the telly, and it was terrible. Christmas Day was terrible. The only things really worth watching were Michael McIntyre's The Wheel, and, oh, yeah, the new series of The Apprentice has just started. We did watch that. That was quite good. And there was a great new series. Yeah, there Americans... was no Doctor Who on Christmas. No, uh, there was a great news series that Americans may or may not be aware of um, called The Traitors with Krill Dear Winkleman. Um, well, we thought, oh, let's watch it, see if it's any good. If we don't, if it's no good, we won't watch it. It was fab. Uh, it shouldn't be. The format, you think, mm, I'm, I'm trying to explain the format. Right, you've got uh, umpteen members of the public, which are people who do acting, and they're quite extroverty type people, bung them in the house in Scotland, uh, uh, pick out t t uh, three of them to be traitors, and then the others are um, not traitors. What they call them? Um, yeah, it was basically live action Among Us. What's it called? What, what, what's the other? You didn't watch it, did you, Deb? Faithful. So they got the tra two, three traitors. No, no two traitors. No, it's three. Sorry, three traitors, and everybody, the rest of them, seventeen people are traitors. And every day, um, or every night, the traitors will murder, i.e., kick someone out of the the faithful clan. And then during the day, they'll have a like a round table where they, you, they have to pick 
vote for who they think the traitors are and say why they think they're traitors. And, of course, for the first few things, they were picking up the um, faceless. They were kicking themselves out of the game while the traitors were sort of rubbing their hands together. And then they do tasks to build up the cash pot throughout the day. And it was just a really fab format and i'm not it, it worked really well but i'm not sure whether it's so good because claudia winkleman is so fab but yeah that was another thing we really really enjoyed uh during the christmas period so let's move over i did waffle didn't i over to deborah mel rose well santa gave us a copy of the uh secrets of dumbledore so we watched that twice and what did you think <laughs> absolutely loved it i like that one absolutely yes loved it Absolutely brilliant. Mads, 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 um, I could never remember his last name. He was brilliant as um, as Grindelwald, much better than Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Um, also watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, God knows how many times, because that's, that's just the last once. and a half. Yeah. I, I just absolutely love Ghostbusters anyway, and this yeah. this was a great, yes, it was a tribute, but it was also really snappy comedy and really good fun. Loved it. Finally finished the Agatha Christie documentary on iPlayer. That was amazing. I've actually got um, my mum in law oh, gave me a book. Was token, that the one so Lucy Worsley did? Was that Sorry? the, was that the yes, Lucy, Lucy Worsley? Oh, that was brilliant. I'm not. I've never read about Agatha Christie, but yeah, I do I, like I hear about people's copy, lives. I spent one of my book tokens on the yeah. copy of the book that goes with it. Oh, Lucy right, okay. Sorry. And I said, oh right, that's right. That's good. No, it's a great series. And, uh, yeah, then I spent another book token on Murder on the Orient Express, a different copy of that that I've already got. Um, yeah, so I went a bit Agatha Christie nuts this this um, this Christmas, so I watched everything going that was on the telly and I could find on Netflix and things like that. Mm. Um, you know, Murder on the Orient Express and uh, you know, the Nile and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So I did a bit of that, watched a lot of Christmas crap i think is the best way of putting it yeah, we, we didn't watch christmas an awful lot of christmas movies you know, what, what's christmasy and i'm vaguely going to watch oh, I felt can i intervene because i've just realized that when you said christmas you reminded me we did watch the santa claus series off uh, um disney plus that was quite good fun and, i haven't watched uh, as that as usual elf santa chronicles elf and the other one was christmas of the cranks which is i think we can't not watch that when it's christmas for some reason Carry on. Well, we definitely at Christmas, on Christmas Eve, it, we have to watch a Hans Gruber falling off the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> it's, it's our go-to Christmas Eve movie. We have a Chinese dinner. Um, some was that the one where Bruce Willis says that uh, um, it's not a Christmas film? That, that came out quite recently, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, he says it's not a Christmas movie. It's it, not it, a Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. movie. It's a Christmas Eve party he's going to. <laughs> and it, every, he says Merry Christmas at the end. You know, it's like, it's a Christmas movie. It counts. Ho, ho, ho. No, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. But other than that, I mean, I was so poorly over Christmas. So it was it was literally I was I think I watched so many food programs because they're my go to. That's all they put I on Christmas Day. Crap. It was rubbish. Nigella Lawson was about. Delia was about. Julia Child was about. It was amazing. There was so much stuff came up out of the woodwork for Christmas. And it was it was just brilliant to watch. But mm. that's that's pretty much me was just movies, feeling a bit crap, feeling a lot better now. But I've got a lot to catch up on. Still haven't finished Sandman, um, and you know, Andor. Still haven't finished that, and you know, just got so into so and much stuff, it. and then just stopped watching it. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Deb E. Kerr B. Uh, let's see. I'm caught up with Rick and Morty. Caught up with uh, with uh, Young Sheldon. 
I love uh, that. I love Young huh? Sheldon. Such a great I series. I love Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon. That's yes. Uh, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that I had decided to subscribe to BritBox again. And um, my oldest daughter, Fred, really likes Faulty Towers to the point where she had it basically running. Understandably over, so. Over and over and over and over and over. And mm. then she complained to me because she couldn't find it on BritBox anymore. So I wrote to BritBox and they said they no longer have Faulty Towers. That's a, that's. <laughs> Oh dear! You have to get what? the, you have to get the um, DVDs. DVDs. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, what I ended up doing was was um, taking my DVD and making a way that she could watch it that way. I love Faulty Towers, Fatty Owls. Yeah. In, in, internally. Oh, I can now. almost um, do, um, do the, no, so, the script off by heart without watching it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I watched Strange World, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, Fred did not. Okay. Uh, interestingly, she's been watching over and over um, the Steve Martin version of the Pink Panther. So I said, hey, come downstairs uh, and watch the original with me. So I hauled her down here to the geek room to, and I've, she, she's seen Pink Panther before and a shot in the dark. And she liked them years ago. She started watching last night and said, I'm bored and left. <laughs> My. <laughs> I don't understand. You should, you, you, what you need to do is uh, go uh, and see it and give her a berum uh, and um, see how she gets on with the berum. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else have I been watching? I'm in disguise, you know. I don't remember anything else in particular. Oh, come on, you've just charmed us with the fact that we're all not going to be wanting to watch Big Panther original. Because that's yes. what I want to do now. I want to watch Deep well, I, yes. <laughs> Peter it's, it's apparently not streaming uh, any place. Well, I've got it on DVD, fortunately. Mm. Oh, well, so do I. <laughs> so do I. But the thing, oh. the thing that I found is that I do have this tendency to... To, if if something's available on streaming, even if I already own it, I'll stream it. Oh yeah, it's easier, isn't it? I mean, the, the Forty yeah. Star used to be on Netflix before Britpop nicked it back. I mean, all the, all the Star Trek is now no longer on Netflix and in Paramount Plus. Um, but there you go. Yeah, I I, I need to re up my Paramount Plus because I can get it free for a year. But right mm. now, I don't have Paramount Plus. Okay. Is that it? Yes. Okay, good. Right. Before we move on to the highlight of the show, uh, and unfortunately we do not, don't have a theme tune for for this today because the theme tune provider is um, <laughs> not with us. Um, I just I wanted to say I have for Christmas I did lots and lots of nice presents for Christmas. By the way, um, thanks to the fact that Isabella gets paid now uh, and she actually bought me stuff. Um, obviously, uh, my my little Tribble here, which doesn't like Kirby very much. Sorry, I shouldn't have said the name, should I? Sorry. Oh, God. Um, that was bought for. That, that was shut up. That was bought for me by Isabella, um, and uh, very good. You don't. Also, you have to if, as long as you don't feed it quadrotriticale, it it will stay as one Tribble. Um, but this this concept of the Tribble, the fact that if you feed them, they instead of pooing give birth to their babies i think that's quite nice but what i got this is my polaroid um camera it's an eye type camera it's polaroid go i think it's called it's a polaroid now polaroid now camera um 
and um, I haven't obviously don't they're quite expensive per per frame but I, I love the challenge of doing proper photos and look at, look at this this is a picture of me anybody watching on the live feed that, taken with my Polaroid it's a bit, a bit of showy off here because it's a self portrait but um, and with full um, window lighting and stuff but I love it it's such I'm not going to take a picture now because that would be a waste but I could actually take a picture of the setup here but yeah that that is my um, the present I bought the camera myself by the way but the present was the film for it so that that's my favorite Christmas present that I have it's even more favorite than the bars of chocolate I've got in the cupboard um, and the, um, the <coughs> bottles of alcoholic beverages I also have in the cupboard etc etc so um, uh, um, yeah I, don't, I think I've got anything for Mary that I can use as a theme tune no <laughs> Yeah, so really. therefore, all we have to say is <laughs> Merry Blessed <laughs> <Lang>. <laughs> You're a bad imitation of Ben, you know that. <laughs> uh, well, when it comes to something I'm watching frequently on TV, it's mostly basketball. Um, following my favorite team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, which are doing really well. So, you know, I'm cheering them on. Um, what I did watch streaming that I really enjoyed um, on HBO Max is um, the Banshees of Energy. Oh, that was yeah. A wonderful movie. Um, in terms of Big Finish, uh, I really haven't listened to a lot of Big Finish recently. Uh, I went through a period from like, uh, from the American Thanksgiving in late November all the way through to Christmas, where the people in my household have been passing around, I don't know, one virus after another. So I've been like flat on my back, feeling horrible for weeks. Um, you know, as I just get better, I get the next virus, you know, that we're circulating. Um, so right now I'm in a period of health and I'm very happy. But for some reason, that would be, that would be the perfect time to listen to a bunch of Big Finish. But I just could never get into it. But I, I just got back into it now. And what I'm listening to is a Sixth Doctor series with uh, Mel and a, um, a wheelchair-bound companion called Hebe. And uh, the stories have been really, really good. Um, I think this one is just called The Sixth Doctor Adventures. Um, and it came out, oh, I think last year. But uh, it's I, I'm into it and, and I'm having a good time with it. Um, in terms of books, <laughs> interestingly enough, I've... Uh, I just felt like I wanted to read something with a lot of depth and, and focus. So I'm, I'm rereading from many, many years ago. I'm reading Anna Karenina. And it's interesting. Oh the, oh, wow. <laughs> the impression that I have of the story, and of course it's reinforced by movies and um, television things. You know, there's just that, that one big love story between Anna and her Count Vronsky. Um but it's funny, when you read the book, there are so many other stories going on, and most of them actually are more interesting. Than... Yes, that's what I thought when I read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I really like this story between Levin and Kitty, and I'm really enjoying you know, others, you know, other people's, and, and even getting into the mind of Anna's husband, you know, who we just think of as kind of this dull and brutish guy. No, he goes through a lot, you know, while they're going through their troubles so it's become a very interesting book i'm totally absorbed and interestingly enough my favorite christmas present turned out to be a gift from my daughter she bought us two tickets to go to the uh, joffrey ballet 
Um, I used to be a real ballet fan. I used to see all the ballets. Um, and she remembered that. So she got tickets to the oh, Joffrey certainly. Ballet. And, and the specific one they're doing is Anna Karenina. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she had no idea that I was also reading the book. So, um, yeah, so that's going to happen, I think, sometime in February we're going. So Thanks. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So that that's what it is for me. Thank you, Mary. Master, master, master. Yeah. I remembered something else that I uh, just finished watching. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember why I remembered it. I, oh, yeah, that's right. I moved a whole bunch of books from one shelf to another mm. and uh, revealed some of my Tin Tins. So oh, I right, went yeah. back and watched The Adventures of Tin Tin. I used to love, I, is, I'm, you know, I'm, I think my friend Dave Baker, he collected the, the books, uh, which were the, they were comic books, weren't they? The Tin Tin comic yeah. books. And he was absolutely, and he's still pretty much a fanatic about Tin Tin. Uh, whereas yeah, I used you know, to, the, the, the screenplay was, of the movie was written by Stephen, Stephen Moffat. Moffat. That's right. But where I was really into Asterix, the books of Asterix, well, when the films oh, came I've out, I did, it didn't quite too. get get the the feel that the books had uh the asterix still, books. Well, my dad's copies of those well asterix is yeah there's yeah. there's an asterix movie coming out very soon yeah, another but, one they're there's okay them, but, they, but i ever thought but when i <laughs> when i read the the the, the books in the, the cartoons cartoon what they call it comic books aren't they um Graphic I novel. loved them. I They're just, graphic novels, really. I'd, I'd, I'd be heading out. That's what I used to go to the bookshop for, to get Asterix books. I absolutely loved them. Uh, and the same with Garfield books, before Garfield became a big movie, TV series and stuff. I used to love the Garfield uh, books. They were literally were books, weren't they? Because obviously the comics went into to newspapers, but they, they compiled them into yeah. like a novel I style. I used to have book. a whole bunch of those. Loved them. Um, and uh, of course, having a dog called Odie is also quite an unusual <laughs> thing, but we didn't name him. Um we anyway. have peanuts books galore. All the books you yeah. could get of peanuts. Oh yeah, I used them. to have a few of those when I was young. We called yeah. them our toilet books because they were constantly in the bathroom. In the end, we just <laughs> left. I used to like the TV books. series of, of peanuts. To be fair, I must admit, I used well, to enjoy that. Right, right now, right now, my reading material for there is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the two towers is is up in the nearest bathroom. Right. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about the two of the two, the, the Lord of the Rings. Oh, that reminds me of the, the uh, World Trade Center thing. Uh, did anyone to see that three-year-old who who remembers dying in the, that particular disaster? Uh, oh, uh, you just love the three years old. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, reincarnation, very fascinating scenario. Uh, right then, right. I wasn't quite done. What wasn't? <laughs> I was talking about the the ten ten. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> so I ended up uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, Someone's dinging something. Okay. Yeah. I ended up a couple of days ago <laughs> checking to see if I had the gra the graphic novels of the, there were three of them that were adapted for the Tin Tin movie. I've got one of them. So I also ordered uh, Red Rackham's Treasure and uh, The Secret of the Unicorn, which should be coming from Amazon today. Oh, sorry, I, I was I got distracted by Deb sending messages. <laughs> sorry to distract you. No, no, it was Deb just uh, said, uh, sending yeah, pictures no, of a cat. My phone keeps um, dinging. My, uh, <laughs> seem to have the same dinging happening on the computer. Yeah, that's Deb sending pictures of a cat. Right then, yes. um, on the live feed, um, Lillian Robin said, oh, not going to answer about my video. What's she on about? Uh, right, so I'll go back a bit. Uh when Lillian says, did y'all like my little video the other day, page 30? 
Hey, I don't know if I saw that. Will anyone see Lillian's video? No. Yeah. Should, yeah. Would it make her feel better if we said yes? I've seen it, Lillian. <laughs> you put a link on on the um the thread, it's, and then it, I'll, it's I'll uh, posted on the uh, Facebook group. Was it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it. As I say, I don't really look at the Facebook group until. Um, I need to post something on it. I think it's interesting, or with the time when we record the show. Um, then we had her, uh, uh, Terry Miles. Why have you not got Richard Herndl on the banner? Oh, good point. It is a good point. Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, Terry Miles, when we went to see the new Avatar film, it was the first time in two years we saw a f- uh, full theatre. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Supposed to be very good, isn't it, the new Avatar thing? I've seen um, sort of pictures in previews of, of the film we went to see, of the IMAX version, IMAX 4D version, indeed, of, of that film. Um, and then Alan T. Butcher said, David Tennant's Litvienko. Uh, Litvinenko. How do you say that, Deb? Litvinenko. Litvinenko. That's what I just said. Never mind. Yeah, he does, he does, I haven't seen it, but I, I know the story. I know he dies, and I find that quite harrowing because it's real. Um, and then... He said it's great. Lindy Robbins said it's a Christmas movie. What is? Oh, Die Hard. Die Hard's um, a Christmas movie. And then Alan T. Butcher said, Saran Jones as Christmas Carol was very good. It has Morecambe and Wise as the ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Lillian Robbins said, my video is posted on the group. Thank you, Lillian. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's... Uh, about it i'm sure we've forgotten to mention stuff we really really wanted to mention and next week uh, we have the the like ganger double okay, bill adam, adam hmm? Tim drury's um brother was went to hospital and we just send him all the love and hope that he's okay oh, yeah. well i have to reiterate yeah. what you just said uh, debbie uh, and by way of tribute uh, i would play the ah here it is because she's mentioned it it's got to be played there you go <laughs> but yeah his brother's poorly and okay. I just wonder if he's listening and or listening future I hope everything's okay marvellous um oh I don't know whether I should say anything or I not I think we're done Adam are you lot are any good at keeping <laughs> secrets are, are we dragging this out any further yeah, yeah we are done but I cannot shh, 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 shh. are you lot any good at keeping secrets uh, maybe. Um, it's very mustn't say anything because it's bad luck. You're you're live, you know. I oh I know, but nobody <laughs> watches this thing anyway. <laughs> but we're all very very excited. Um, yes. Edit mission. <laughs> oh yeah, Lena says that's not my voice. It's a TikTok trend. That's what she's just said about it. anyway. Um, oh god, I don't know how to put this. Uh, but by the, by the time people watch this episode, it'll probably be over and done and dusted. But um, Alicia's pregnant. What? Oh, how wonderful! What? But she's only eight yeah. weeks, so that's why we're saying keep it in the big. She hasn't done the big announcement yet. But this isn't the place oh, to do a big announcement. Us. But she yeah. wants to do it, so keep it quiet. Uh, she'll put good a big luck. announcement. Don't send her any messages or anything. No, won't. Does she know what it is yet? It's a baby. Yeah. Eight weeks. She's eight weeks. You showed me a little a picture of it. I'll call it a blob because it's basically a blob at the moment. My picture of Isla like that. I got a picture of her of four weeks because I was oh. really poorly. And she looks like a little kidney bean. Well, <laughs> she's it's had a fuzzy blob. Nickname, she's had so, the nickname Bean ever since. I'm going to be a, yes, I'm a grandparent to a fuzzy blob she's at the my moment. my bean, yeah. 
but yeah, don't, yeah so we don't, we're not telling anybody at the moment because it's, it's supposed to be bad luck, but it's, it's all very, us. very exciting. Uh, yeah. yeah, but we we don't count apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, sh- apparently don't tell anyone, don't. and don't send her any messages. Not um, going to. says yay. Um, <laughs> I'm whispering it just in case she must be a bed. Here's me upstairs. Right then. So, what did Alan T. Butcher say? Alan T. Butcher says you you can keep a secret better than that, and put it in the show. Uh, put it on this show, surely. What's that mean? <laughs> uh, you can keep a secret better than to put it on this show, surely. That's sort of secret. I, I trust you a lot to not to say anything. Mm. Right then. About by the time, not because say, by the time I put the best. Doesn't she want to know? Why is it a secret? Who does she want? Doesn't well, want to know? We're, we're just a bit um, superstitious. She's not. She's quite happy to tell it. She's quite happy to tell everyone. But she, they want to do a proper big announcement at 12 weeks when they do the 12 week scan. So they haven't actually properly announced it on, on social media yet. So, shh. Right then, so next time, like I say, the Ganger Double Bill, the title of which escapes me. Um, I'm sure Kirby knows what it's called. Double Flesh and uh, the Almost People. That's it. And I do like the actors in it, so I can, I'm, no, I'm not going to completely not like it. So. And, oh, and I, I, oh. I suspect I'll like it better. Hmm. Um, I, I will, suspect I won't like it at all. I have been, <laughs> before I go, I must say this, you know, um, everybody knows I'm quite a big keen on you know, the Ancestry thingy. Um, and uh, I, even Who when I said that to we now? were related to whoever the Queen or whatever, <laughs> oh no, and she said, no, no, you're not. I said, well, what what point do you what point do you stop being related to someone if you have a mutual ancestor? That's a quite interesting point actually. However, um, my on one side of my family, my great great grandperson, I can't remember if it's a mother or father, was a Hodsall, um, and the Hodsalls go back to a particular person who also had t- two children well several one of which was branched off to be our family and the other one bra- branched off to be uh started with benet um hodsworth a girl's name and it's not that far bear in mind uh, me and uh, the king are like 19th cousins or something like that um orville wright don't you probably heard of him he was a famous aviation pioneer is my ninth cousin three times removed through the Hodsall line. So that's quite close compared oh to 17, God. isn't it? So that's All right. Huh? And All an, right. an actress called Jodie Foster also spun off from the uh, the Hodsall line. I found that quite exciting when I, I was... Oh, Betty Davis. Oh, I didn't know Betty Davis. Johnny Carson. All these people um, are, are spun off. Priscilla Presley. Ever heard of her? Dwayne and Sarah Palin. Tommy oh. Lee, Lisa Marie Presley, Kate Hudson, all these people. I'm not counting Kate Hudson because the the um, the ancestry connection says probable, and I don't pay, pay, pay any attention to probables. But yeah, that that's that was quite. Oh, Bing Crosby. Ooh, I, I think that's a probable. Actually, I just check. Very Christmassy. Uh, oh no. Oh oh, Bing Crosby. There's no the probable. Christmas connection, Bing. Oh, I'll have to put Wait, him in. I'll have to put Bing into my family tree. But anyway, that that was quite exciting for me. And and the, um, Sarah Millican, who's a comedian from the northeast, is performing at Shanklin Theatre uh, later on this year. And she's my fifth cousin. And I'm I'm desperately looking forward to telling her that. that <laughs> just, just admit it. Everyone's your cousin. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, yeah. That's true. Cousins. That's true. But. When you can Everyone actually, the whole world. when you can find the connection, Don't that makes it quite exciting. Like the same seven ladies. Yes, but when you can find the actual connection, how that fits, quite exciting. I found out I was actually related to my best friend D Holmes uh, um, through this sort of thing, but he's a bit more, 
he's got a more direct connection to the royal family than I have. Never mind. Right then, so like I said, next time, I suppose it's next week, I'm pretty sure it is. I've just checked my uh, highly um, um, busy diary, but I'm pretty sure uh, I haven't got a break until February when there's a show to film. Um, but looks like this month is quite slick. We've got the 15th, 22nd, 29th, then we've got the 5th of February, 12th of February, and then I've got a show on the 19th. Well, any more feedback? No, why? Have you got any? No. Then probably not, then. You're desperate to keep the show running, aren't you? <laughs> not as much as you, it seems. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, we I haven't, been, finished a, about I haven't been able True. to exercise Perfectly. my vocal cords properly for quite a while. But uh, as of now, the show is over. Goodbye. Goodbye, fancy pants. Bye. <laughs> Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.